Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. You are tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome, and make sure you hit subscribe. If this is not your first time, then we thank you for coming back. Guys, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the background. Of course, I've been saying that for a while, and you've started to see some awesome, awesome signs of life coming from the ADPI team. If you guys are in the D.C. right metro area, we are going to be in D.C., on September 8th through the 10th at Military Influencer Conference, it's going to be an awesome time. And make sure that you guys use the code ADPI, all right, ADPI at the link below in the show notes, right, to make sure that you can grab 20% off on your tickets. It's going to be an amazing time. It's going to, We're going to have military and veteran entrepreneurs from all over the country. It's phenomenal. We're going to have speakers and you're, yours truly, the ADPI team is going to be holding the real estate track, so we're super excited for it, all right? And uh, also, if you're in the Hampton Roads area, we've got seminars happening in Norfolk on the 6th of June and in Hampton on the 13th of June, and we are rapidly trying to get one launched in Virginia Beach and Chesapeake, so stand by for that. If you're going to be in California, all right, in Oceanside in August, we are going to be doing a seminar out there August 22nd, August 22nd in Oceanside. It's going to be great, all right? So stand by for that. Um, and we're also confirming a date for Oklahoma, New Jersey, and New York as we speak. So guys, I'm telling you, we're growing some legs. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Well, without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I have an awesome, awesome guest here. Not only is the Army Active Duty, but he's also a street racer and he's a real estate investor. What's going on, Randy Boyles? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, ADPI? How you guys doing? Yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo, Charlotte. That's what I'm talking about, man. But Charlotte, you're down in there for vacation, right? Yes, I am down here on vacation spending that that passive income. <laughs> nice. That's it, my man. Living in uh living off passive income, going on vacation. Uh, I think you said you were in Daytona last, right? Yep, just last week I spent 7 days right there oceanside and the beach. Nice. There it is. There you go. Awesome, man. Living uh living life large on leave off that passive income. But where are you from originally? Uh so I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. Okay. Born uh, raised 21 years. Nice. All right, all right. There you go. And you got a couple uh, couple years left until you retire from service, yeah? Or yep. thereabouts. Yeah, they're about two and a half, three years. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, hey, that's solid. You know, thank you so much for sticking it out. You know what I mean? I know it's uh it hasn't been easy, but you're certainly almost there and and you're reaping from some of the benefits, right? That you've had along the way. 
Uh, definitely wanted to get into that a little bit in a little bit. But first, you mind giving us a little background on your military career? Uh, so just a little bit about myself. I'm an active duty first sergeant stationed uh, in the National Capital Region, which is the D.C. area. Uh, I'm married, three daughters, granddaughter. So got to got to stay active. All right. Got to stay active. Outstanding, man. Outstanding. I love it, dude. So, uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how you got started into real estate investing? Maybe walk us through some of the things that you were doing prior to, and then what kind of got you into the mindset of investing. So what got me into the mindset of investing? It all started out, you know, say 2009, 2010. Uh, I was stationed at Fort Eustace, Virginia, and my mom and dad would always call because uh, my dad was sick and he had lung cancer mm. and cancer moved up into his brain. So he would always call and be like, hey, son, can I borrow this or can I borrow that? Wow, man. And the government, for some reason in the state of Florida, would not put him on disability. Uh, so, and he worked outside in the heat. He worked outside in the heat. And then uh, one day he called me and he said, son, I just can't do it anymore. You know, and uh, I said, all right, dad. I'll help you out, you know, and I was in North Carolina at the time, stationed at Fort Bragg. Right. Uh, and my wife at the time, girlfriend, uh, she lived in a little town called uh, Black Creek. And uh, right around the corner, it just, the timing was right. Right around the corner it was a little single wide trailer, two bedroom, one bath for 2,800 bucks. Wow. Um, so I went to USAA, you know, within 24 hours, got a $2,800 loan. Um, because prior to all of this, you know, I was all about show, you know, I spent all my money on my car, um, my nice shoes, nice jeans, nice shirts. You know, I had more liabilities than I did assets. Uh, so I had to go to USA to get a loan. Um, and then I moved my parents up there. Um, and you know, one thing led to a next, you know, my father ended up getting, bad off and you know and ended up passing away mm. in 20 in march of 2011 sorry to hear that man you know it, it it's life you yeah. know it's what happens uh we have to grieve right but we have to continue on and push through life amen that's right you know you, you have time to grieve and then you have time you still have responsibilities that you have to you know that you have to hold up to mm. um so what happens then is, you know, my mom, she's like, hey, you know, there's too many memories of your father in his house. Uh, so I can't uh, I can't do it. I can't live here. So can you find me somewhere else to live? Right. And so we did. <clears throat> and then I was like, OK, so what do I do with this now? Right. Yeah. So, That's a predicament, right? Yeah. So I still had, the, you know, the. The payment of, it was $107. I, I did it for like 24 months. Uh, so it was $107. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let's put it on the market. All right. So I put a four rent sign in the window, put it on Craigslist, you know, free advertisement. And within one week, it was rented out for $400 a month. Wow, man. Get out. Yep. That's crazy. And, it, and that's where it all began. And there it is, man. It's so, oh, wow, man. And, you know, I mean, and 
and I, I, I don't want to say, you know, that it's all great because, you know, unfortunately, right. You lost your dad and, and, you know, my condolences for that, but it almost just goes to show how much of a blessing that situation was because, you know, if not for your dad, right. I mean, you would have never found that house and for so cheap $2,800 for a house. I mean, that's awesome. Right. And then, so you're, you pick up a personal loan, right. From, from USA. I'm sure it wasn't even a mortgage at that point. You pick up a, a personal loan that you're paying a hundred dollars a month on. You're going to pay it off in two years, right? You said 24 months, but you're getting 400 a month from, you know, a renter. And did you have management or were you managing it yourself? I, I was self-managed and, and cause my wife literally lived right around the corner. So she would ride by in the morning, dropping off the kids at school to go check on it. Uh, if the grass got too high, I would go over there. Um, I learned a lot from right. that experience and, and we'll go into that a little further, but I learned a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. I can imagine that. But I mean, I mean, that was how many years ago now and here you are. Do you still own that property? I don't own that property anymore. I okay. sold that property for the same price of what I paid for it, 2800 bucks. Really? I'm surprised you didn't jack that up, man. That's awesome. <laughs> but okay. But hey, regardless, you got your money back and then some because you probably held it for a while. That's dude, that's phenomenal, man. Well back- done. <laughs> I actually held on to that property for four years. Four years. Okay. Cool. So you got more than your share of return on that thing. That is awesome, man. Awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, so let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about some of the challenges that you, you faced with that. And then maybe from there, if you don't mind, just kind of taking us forward and how you progressed along that path. Yeah. So the trailer, I will call the trailer my crawl phase. So being in the military, right, we... We all have heard of crawl, walk, and run, right? So I, nice. I call, I call that you know that that mobile home, that single wide trailer, my crawl phase because I learned so much out of that experience. I learned that no matter how nice you are to the tenants, you will always be the bad guy when mm-hmm. you are a, when you self manage. So what happened was we put a tenant in there, right? And he he got injured at work and he was on. Uh, workman's comp or unemployment, you would call it. So he wasn't getting a check. So, you know, being self, you know, self-managed, I didn't really know too much about it. I was like, okay, yeah, you can pay next month. Hey, you know, you can pay next month. And the story's led on. Oh, well, I'm getting so much, you know, this time, right? So four months came along and the guy didn't pay. And I said, okay, the fifth month, right? Because again, being a nice guy, being down on his luck. Hey, the fifth month, I was like, Hey, if you don't pay by this month, I'm going to evict you. No and behold that fifth month, mm. right. Paid $2,000, right. Gave me a $2,000 check. I cashed it. It cleared. Good to go. Same tenant. About six months later, right. He got another job. He was, he was doing solar panel farms. Well, he got injured at the solar panel farm. Mm. Right. And then he was like, oh, well, they're going to, you know, they owe me back pay. They owe me this. Right. Being the nice guy that I am. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you paid last time. I got you. I trust you. You'll pay this time. Right. right? Same thing. Five months, six months. Then all of a sudden he got his pay and he paid. Right. And I was like, okay. you know what? I'm really tired of doing this. Right. Right. The next time, same thing happened. I said, OK, you got 30 days. If you don't pay me in 30 days, I'm going to evict you. Oh, wow. Right. Mm. Yeah. 
There you so, go. At the end of the day, after talking to, you know, my mentor who has over 170 properties and talking to my father-in-law who, who started off in the mobile home game, who is now reached his financial freedom success and has everything paid off and now owns a mini storage business. When we can get into that later, because that's the route I want to go. Oh, okay. Storage business. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, he's like, "Hey, right? You can be as nice, but it's a business, right? You don't walk into this, the the convenience store or to the grocery store and put your groceries on the counter and say, hey, 'Hey, I'll be back and pay pay this for thirty days or forty five days.' Right? You pay when you get your stuff. Um, so I told him thirty days." You're going to be out. Well, that 31st day hit and he didn't have a paycheck. Mm. Right. So I went down to the local courthouse and filed for an eviction. We went to court. And after we got done with court, he said, all you had to do was tell me that you wanted me to move out. And he owed, he had owed me, you know, cause by the time the court fees and everything kicked in, he had owed me like 15, 1600 bucks. And I was the bad guy because I didn't pay his bills or I didn't let him continue to live in my, and my rental for free. So out of all those nice things that I did and I kept a roof over his head, yep. Build the bad guy. Hey. So that was a big learning experience for me. That's huge, man. That's huge. And you absolutely said it right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business, you know? I mean, to be honest, you know, anyone listening to this podcast who's been in a management role, you're not gonna let your your guys sit around for five months not doing anything, right? I mean, come on. So same thing. Right. Don't let your tenants sit in your property for five months, not paying you rent. I mean, that's, that's a no brainer. Exactly. But, you know, not knowing you mm-hmm. learn, right. You, that's it. Every, every property that I own, I have learned something from it. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Yep. Right. So, um, and then that was my crawl phase. So what I did is I pocketed all that money. All right, I put it all in a separate bank account. And then 2011, 2012 came around tax season, mm-hmm. right? So I took all my tax money and all the money that I pocketed and I bought my first single family residence uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, I bought it. It was had a tenant in it and uh, paid $26,000 for it. Went to a local bank that did in-house appraisals. Excuse me. Did in-house appraisals because it was a very, it was a D-class home um, and got a loan for it. Did my 20%. Uh, the mortgage on that was 160 bucks. Wow. It rented for 625 a month. Outstanding, man. Woo. Goodness. <laughs> I got to move down south. That's crazy. <laughs> That's good though. Those are good numbers. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, so now, so now I have the trailer and the single f- family residence still. Right. Bringing in, you know, not clearing, but bringing in a thousand fifty, thousand twenty-five. That's awesome, man. Outstanding, dude. Goodness. And so, minus expenses, you know, I mean, you're still making some good pocket change, man, for being a, a young, yeah. young enlisted. Exactly. That's good. Yep. And at the time I was only a staff sergeant staff. All right. Good. So I wasn't making very, you know, wasn't making very much and uh, did the same thing, you know? So 
you always look at you always look at these these businesses that that open and then close and you're like why do they close you know you see customers go in and pay the money and you see customers go out but why do they close mm. my thought they reinvest in their business they reinvest in their pocket so they take everything that they make and they put it back in their pocket but they don't reinvest in the business so you have to reinvest in your in your business, in yourself, right? And in reinvest into your end game. Because at the end of the day, if I took that whole thousand dollars and twenty five dollars and I put it in my pocket, where would I be at today? I would be at the same place I was when I first started. That's a great point. That is a solid point, man. That's a hell of a lesson to learn in your walk phase, man. A lot of people don't even realize that until they get to the run phase. That's awesome. Outstanding. You know, but again, I had great mentors. You know, mm. I've, I got my, my father-in-law who's actually here with me right now. Um, he, who's sitting in the house. Um, you know, he turns, he sells ice to an Eskimo, right? <laughs> nice. But he, he lives. He literally takes that money and reinvests it in something, right? He doesn't put it in his pocket. He, he reinvested in his mini storage business. He reinvested, you know, when he, he first started out, he started out back in, you know, and in, in when we were younger, you probably get a single wide trailer for a thousand bucks, you know, and, and that's what he did. And then finally, one day he came across some land, uh, $26,000 commercial property. Uh, it's like three acres in a little town, and he said, "You know what? I have other, I have other plans. I want, I want something bigger, you know, because in his mind, you know, the real estate was giving him a headache, had too many overheads, um, and he was like, I want something bigger. So he sold a couple of his properties, and he bought the land, mm-hmm. and then he sold a couple more properties, and he put up a mini storage building, right." So right. right now, then um, this is what I want to chase. He has $12,000 a month coming in, very minimal overhead, lights, phone, electric, uh, cable. Um, but he can come on vacation and has a key code and he doesn't have to worry about, oh, if somebody doesn't pay, he puts a lock on it. And then he sells the stuff that's in the, in the storage after 60 days. You know, wow. so yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't get the late night phone calls, oh, my hot water heater's out or you know, my roof's leaking, you know, so that, that's my goal at the end is to, is to be. That's good stuff, at. man. That's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, you know, so with the, uh, through the storage, once you sell the stuff that's inside the, um, uh, inside the unit, you know, what happens with the, the stuff? Like, do you have to compensate the owner of that stuff or does he just oh, profit on the top? The no, because the owner owes him money. So he has, there's a process to it. Like right. he has to put a public notice, like just like when you auction a house, right? The the bank has to put a public notice into the newspaper that says, hey, on this day, this day, anybody that is owed any money to this property, it's going into foreclosure. You have until this amount of time to pay your bill or I'm going to, you know, sell, uh, foreclose all your stuff and, and sell it to make what you owe me back. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Awesome. So he, if anything, he breaks even, and I mean, and then he can do whatever he wants with storage the out. Yeah. That's it, man. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
But okay. this, be, this being active duty passive income, let's get back to the, the truth be told. Let's talk about real estate. Okay. Hey, let's do it. You know? So I, uh, I continue to put that separate money, that eleven, that $1,000 and 25 cents into the bank mm-hmm. uh, and next tax season, right? I did the same thing. I took all the money that I saved up for that year and took my tax money and I bought another house. So this house is a, was a three bedroom, one and a half bath again in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area. Um, and it rented, I literally bought the house for $27,000. Um, got a, again, used the same bank with the in-house appraisal. Um, and I, he didn't even go in the house. He just rode by the house. Like, oh yeah, that's worth $27,000. Um, and my mortgage on that was 200 bucks. It, it rents still to this day, uh, for again, 625. So now I have sixteen fifty. That's it, man. That is awesome. That's like a BAH, you know. That's a housing allowance right there. It, it really is. Um, so that puts me, um, that right now that puts me at three doors. You know what I mean? So I have, I still have three homes. So did the same thing, you know. I just continued the pattern because the pattern was working for me. Right. You know, I had, I had the bank, I had the property manager. Um, and I, when it was time, I was like, okay, it's time. And then again, the next year, uh, this time, this was an off market deal. Uh, a buddy of mine was like, Hey, I know, I know you're in the real estate game. Um, my grandmother is moving in with my parents. Would you like to buy our house? Um, and I said, okay, I'll go over and take a look at it. I went over, took a look at it. Um, and they wanted $45,000 for it. Mm. I went over there, it needed a new roof. It needed some floors. Um, and I was like, well, it's a little much for $45,000 cause it's a little bit out of my price range. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you 30 for it. Cause you can, you can always go up, but you can never go down. Right. That's true. Go up. Uh, so he said, okay, you know, let me go talk. And they came back with a counter offer of 35. I said, you know what? I'll take it. Take that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, Randy. Gosh, man, that is awesome. That's awesome. You know, and then again, right? So I had a little bit of cash. At this point in time, I wanted to do a few things to the to the house. Instead of it being a 3-1, I wanted it to be a 3. Or instead of it being a 3-1.5, I wanted it to be a 3-2 so I can get a little bit more rent. Uh, at this point in time, I sold my single wide trailer for 2,800 bucks. Okay. Nice. So, um, currently to this day, that house, um, rents for $800 a month. Wow. That 2,800, uh, home that you bought at first. No, the, the, the one I just, the $35,000 house rents, for, 20, rents for $800 a month. <sighs> Jesus, man, that is awesome. That is awesome. Oh my goodness. So guys, if you're not familiar with the 1% rule, right, that even far exceeds the 2% rule, which is like the Mecca, you know, I mean, assuming of course the property is, is good, but you're getting 800. So you're sitting at like two and a half percent rule. That is awesome, man. Wow. Well done, bro. It's amazing. So, and, and as time goes on, 
You know, I kind of was like, okay, I'll throttle back a little bit. I hit my 15-year mark. Um, so if anybody's familiar with what's called the redux, it's where uh, in the Army you hit 15 years, you take uh, $30,000, and you get 10% less of your retirement. Um, so wow. I came across. Yeah, so I came across this deal and I said, you know what, I'm going to take the Redux. There is some 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 pros and cons to taking the Redux. Most people take the Redux, they go and they pay off all their credit card debt. And they go and buy a new car and they go put rims on their car. Um, but the, the bad part about that is paying off your credit cards is you're going to use them again. And you're going to build it back up. So now where are you at? You're, you're drawing 40% a month of your retirement. You get 1% less on your redux on your cost of living allowance, your annual cost of living allowance. You get 1% less on that. Wow. Right? So there's there's some pros and cons. But if you take the money and then you invest it in real estate, you're more than covering that loss. So what I did is I I took the redux um, because I, I, I crunched the numbers. Um, so I came across this duplex in Fayetteville. Uh, it's a top bottom, uh, two bedroom, one bath downstairs, three, one upstairs. Uh, and I got it for $75,000 after doing again, uh, went through a financer, did my 20% down and payment on that is Roughly uh, four fifty at the time, um, and it clears. It brings home twelve hundred when both units are rented. Goodness, man! You and these awesome deals you keep finding that is solid. That's good. Um, so I paid seventy five for it. Um, like I said, it did need a little bit of work to it. Right. Go in and redo the floors, cut some trees down. Um, but part of the deal, like the tree had fallen on the house and I was like, Hey, fix this and fix that. Um, it it was, it was a really weird duplex, uh, because I guess they used as much space inside as they could. Um, so the hot water heaters were outside. Yeah. Ah, Okay. I've never seen that before. Um, I had to build build a lean to, uh, a shed. So I did a two part shed. Um, to cover the hot water heaters and give the tenants some storage space and stuff like that, kind of clean up the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when both units are rented out, it, it's bringing in about 12, you know, between 11 and 12, depending. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. And again, you know, you're, you're finding those like 1% rule deals, almost close to 2% on that last one. And mm-hmm. for those that don't know the 1% rule, you know, you want your rent to be about 1% of your purchase price, right? That is like the investor's rule of thumb to know that you're looking at a pretty decent deal. And then from there, you kind of investigate to see what it's going to cost to get you, you know, to run and whatnot. But that's, that's awesome, man. Well done. Well done. That is so cool. And so right now you're sitting on seven properties. Do you know how much cash flow you're getting about from those seven? Uh, about 2000 cash flow. Outstanding, man. Hey, that's not bad. You know, that's almost a retirement paycheck right there, you know? And, it, you know, and, I, and I've got my, you know, and I got my primary resident uh, that when I, when I PCS from the Fayetteville area, 
Uh, that's rented on the market for that's on the that's on the market right now. Rented at sixteen hundred dollars a month. Um, not I'm not and again and this is this will lead on to my next story is why I don't shop big um, because I don't cash flow on that house very much. You know the mortgage is eleven fifty. By the time I pay my property manager one hundred sixty bucks, you know, and then I I put my my ten percent, you know, three to five percent for you know vacancies and then repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I'm left holding the bag on that one, you know, with nothing in the bag. Um, wow. So yeah, you know, because when I first got started in the areas that I was buying in, everybody's like, "Why are you buying in those areas?" So at the time, um, my wife owned a cleaning business. Um, and she would go into these nice communities, uh, gated communities and clean houses for these individuals. And I'm talking three, four, $500,000 houses and people that are renting them out don't take care of them. Right. So, and again, as you can see on my, on my single, on my primary residence in Fayetteville, you don't make a bunch of money. So if you've got a tenant in there who isn't taking care of your property and that's your only property that you have. You are paying out of pockets for repairs. That's true. You know, if you've got the $500,000 house, you got to have the $500,000 carpet and you got to have the $500,000 granite and you got to have the $500,000 paint and tile, (laughs) whatever it is that that, that is in that house in order for you to get top dollar for the house, either A, when you sell it or B, when you re-rent it, you got to keep that stuff in there. It's, you know, but for me, I can go to my D-class houses and I completely, so I had it on um, hibiscus. Um, that's one of my properties and I call them names. I don't, I don't say this part. I, I name them. So there, you've got Tori, you've got hibiscus, you've got Bartow, you know, you've got Will, you know, I name them. Right? Um, <laughs> that is so crazy, that, man. That's awesome though. So when me and my wife were talking, I'd be like, yeah, Tori, you know, I had to just, you know, I just got a bill for Tori. They wanted me to replace the ice maker. Oh, man. Let's, let's hope she's, she doesn't think you're talking about a female named Tori, you know. <laughs> You'd be in trouble there, man. <laughs> uh, she knows better. Uh, yeah, I got to pay Tori, you know, the other night. She just, you know. <laughs> um, That's crazy, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had a bad you know, a bad, t- I wouldn't say a bad tenant. I would just, I would say a lazy tenant in mm-hmm. one of my, in hibiscus. And, uh, she was there for, you know, four years. I bought the house. She moved in and she just, you know, they just recently moved out. Well, I completely remodeled that house with new paint and new carpet and new flooring, right? Cleaned up the yard and, you know, took all the trash for $5,000. Wow, man. All right. Completely redid that place for $5,000. Dude, that's awesome, man. That was like that's like nothing on a renovation cost. That's that's great. And but but why is that? Because you bought low. Because <laughs> I bought low. That's it. And I have to put the high end stuff in there. That's right, man. That's absolutely right. Dude, I'm telling you, guys, you better like pay attention. Listen to Randy. He's speaking wisdom right here, man. Let this be your rich dad. You do not, all right? I repeat. You do not need to chase the high-end homes in the area. And you shouldn't. I must be honest, right? You shouldn't. Uh, I was just talking to someone the other day about this. And, 
And, you know, we live in this um, society now, right? Where, you know, a lot of young folks, just like me, you know, I'll, I'll take the blame for that too. But we're so caught up on this instant gratification, right? And it's in some instances, like business, like it makes sense, right? Because your business, you need things to work and they need to work now. You can't wait for it, right? But it doesn't work like that in life. And so when you when you think about, you know, buying all these fancy cars and these fancy shoes or even buying a really fancy and expensive home, you know, you, you see your parents that, you know, that came up. It took them years, like decades to get the nice homes that they had, right? So you might have grown up in a nice home and maybe you want to buy it now. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, get that if that's all you want, right? If you're not looking to, you know, advance, but, but you pay the cost on that. You know what I mean? Like you pay the cost through management. If you decide to rent it out, you pay the cost on, you know, the market swings and where that goes, you know, you, you pay the cost. Convenience comes at a cost, but you could be like Randy here and settle for something a little smaller, crawl, you know, get yourself going, learn how to walk, right? Start walking in real estate, get yourself some nice cash flow, and then running. Now you're just picking up properties like that, right? Man, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Yeah. And, and talking about running, you know, I just, I just did a burr. I did my first, well, I would call it my second burr. So it's my second burr. And I use the properties that I've, that I currently have awesome. you know, over, over time. So the one that I paid, we'll, we'll, we'll name it hibiscus. Uh, so I paid $27,000 for that. Uh, and I did a cash out refi, which is what a burr is. Um, right. it just took a little longer to do the strategy. Um, because after listening to other podcasts, um, I was like, man, I could do that. Right. Uh, so this hibiscus came back. I did a, a burst strategy on that and it came back at $72,000. So I paid wow. 27. For it. Dang man. Whew. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I took, uh, I, I would say I did, I did probably 30,000 out of that. Um, and I paid off Tory, so now I own Tory free and clear. Nice, fully Tory cash flowing off that. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and that opens up another. Uh, at the time, you know, you could only have four investment loans and one primary residence, but I believe all that has changed now. You can have up to 10, 10 loans now. Yep. That's uh, right. So that's even I'm, in the works of changing now. Again, they're right now they're they're having in the works where it's going to go up to twenty. So. We'll see. Yeah. You know, um, and I was like, Oh, well that was super easy, you know? Um, so I took that and then I put a little bit of money in the bank. Uh, again, Hey, if I'm not mistaken, we're 10 days past uh, tax season. Uh, so I put all the tax season money in the bank and I just did another burr. Um, awesome, so man. I did a burr on Bartow. Uh, that's the one I paid thirty five thousand for, and I turned it into a three two. That one came back at eighty five thousand dollars. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yes, that is awesome, and that's because you added that extra bathroom in there too, right? So, guys, I'm telling you, listen, it's 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 a no brainer. Okay, we were talking about this with um with um you know David Green when we had him on our podcast. If you take that renovation loan that they give you, add more square footage add an extra bathroom, add an extra bedroom, like whatever, right? That is going to drastically increase the value of your home. I mean, you, you said you bought it for 30 or 38? 35. 
35 and then you got it at 85. Now, it probably market value was maybe worth about 40 something, probably, right? Like closer to 50. But just adding that extra bathroom was able to jack it up like an extra 30 grand plus with the market, right? And probably how it progressed. That's awesome, man. Yes, dude. That's amazing. Oh, outstanding, Randy. Goodness, man. You just made my day. (laughs) So currently right now, I've got about uh, 50K in the bank ready to buy another house. I bet, man. I bet. That is awesome. And look, see, here it is. Just like you said, the run phase, right? All because he took some, you know, he took some, uh, some lemons and he made lemonade out of him, you know, way back then. And here you go, man, slowly, but surely it just starts to roll in and snowball, snowball effect is what we call that. So well, well done, Randy. Well done, bro. Listen, man, we're running out of time, but I want to like bring you back here, man. Maybe like, you know, when you get close to retirement, maybe see where you're at then, you know, if, if that's cool. And then, Yeah, we can start talking about your second retirement uh, pension that you're working on there, man. See where you're at. Let's let's do it. I'm, I'm all game. Let's do it, man. I'm all about it, too. All right. So I got three final questions for you, man. Um, and I know that this is probably going to be huge, too. So first one, what's your favorite book? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. All right. Purple Bible. Matter, matter of fact, it's on my phone right now. I just but, scroll through it and, and I pick a spot and I read. There you go. So you continue to read it then. Yep. Smart, man. That's it. That's it. Love it. Okay. Number two, who's your biggest hero and why? Who's my biggest hero? I'm going to have to say my father. Yeah. You know, um, cause you know, in, in, on, on one of the, the pages, uh, the question was asked is, is why do you do, you know, what you do and why do you want passive income? And my answer was family. Um, because I want to provide my family, my wife, my kids, my granddaughters, um, things that my father was not able to do due to the fact that he would work, uh, from 4 AM to nine, 10 o'clock at night to keep food on the table, to keep a roof over my head. So my dad is my hero due to the work ethic that he instilled in me and the never quit regardless of how down he was. He still got up every morning and did what he had to do to provide for his family. Amen, man. That is solid. Your dad sounds like a phenomenal guy, man. I'm sorry I didn't meet him, but I met his offspring, which is better. That's awesome, man. Carry the torch, bro. Carry the torch. There you go. Ooh, man. Oh, you're about to make me cry, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll do that. Um, no, right. I can't do that. I can't do that. Ugh, get back in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow, man. Okay, number uh, number three, the final one, man. What three nuggets of wisdom do you have for those who are just getting started? I mean, you already gave it to us, but hey, give it to us again, bro. You got right. it. For, for those that are just getting started, crawl, walk, run, right? Crawl. Don't be scared to chase the small bunny, right? Because the small bunny will eventually grow to be a larger bunny. All right. Again, you want assets over liabilities, right? If you can find a single wide trailer, you can find a double wide. If you can find a move-in ready home for $26,000, and and it and the numbers 
add up. One of my mentors told me, right? He said, Randy, if you're scared, you're never going to do it. Mm. And I, I went home that night and I thought about it. And he's right. If you're scared, you're never going to do it. You just got to look at, just think of real estate as learning how to walk, right? When you learn how to walk or your kids learn how to walk, how many times did they fail? How many times did they fall down? But they got back up and they continued. And now look at them. You know, some probably getting ready to graduate high school. Some graduate college. Getting right? big. Walking, driving, you know, getting big, right? And that's, that's the end game is to get big, right? And the third nugget, build your team. Build your team. Find a good property manager. Find a good bank, you know, and keep those individuals close, right? Pick up the phone call. Pick up the phone. Call them. Talk to them. Just talk to them. You know, hey, how's it going? How's how's the wife? How's the kid? You know, how's business? You know, build that relationship. Because without a relationship, you have nothing. You're just a lone soldier on the limb. Got to have a team. That's it, man. Mic drop. Randy Burroughs, guys. I'm telling you, this dude is a legend. I love it. Man, I cannot wait to have you back on this podcast. You're going to be like a millionaire. So I'm just sitting, you know, probably chilling wherever you want to be, right? I mean, that's awesome. But where, can, I, can I ask you, like, where do you see yourself, you know, like where, five, ten years from now, man? Five, ten years from now, I'm not even going to lie to you. I see myself retiring in Fayetteville, North Carolina, being a real estate agent. Yeah? You know? Okay. I'm going to be chasing the paper like that. Simple life, man. That's cool. I love it. I love it. That's real, man. And you, I know you're going to help out a lot of vets too that are in that area. So, I, I tell my soldiers every day, you know, when when we we do things, I'm like, hey, remember, assets over liabilities. You know, and some of the senior NCOs, they're like, go home and watch HGTV. <laughs> and Randy's like, nah, don't go watch HGTV because all they show are those really nice homes. You want. Yeah. <laughs> you want the smaller ones. You want the smaller ones. <laughs> watch, watch, watch the DIY network. <laughs> they, they like go to they go to the gym and take pictures of you know the TV show on on television and send it to me. I'm like y'all go work out. You know, they like to give me a hard time. Yeah. Today, I I try to instill in these these younger soldiers. You know, when I go out into the parking lot and I see these nice cars and you know and then you see them off duty and they've got you know, the J's and they've got this and they've got that, the $100 jeans and the $50 and $60 shirts. You're like, well, what are you doing? You know, that $50 and $60 and, you know, that you spend on the 1st and the 15th, that's a house payment. You could put three, $400 back in your pocket. They just, they don't see it right now. All right. Eventually. They will. They certainly will, man. They certainly will. Because we're going to bring it to them. That's right. So, all right, man. Randy, it was an awesome honor and a pleasure, seriously, having you on this podcast. This was an, a phenomenal episode, and I cannot wait for this to release. Um, you know, do you mind giving away? I don't know. Uh, how, how can they get in touch with you, Randy? Through Facebook? Are you on the grid? Yep. yep. They can get a hold of me through Facebook, uh, Randall Broyles. Uh, they can get a hold of me. I'm on uh, ADPI. I'm on, I believe it's Mark the Spark as yeah, well. Start the Spark. Yep, that's right. Start the Spark. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on that as well. Uh, 
So just reach out to me. If you have questions, reach out to me. I'll try to help you out as best I can. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. All right, guys. Make sure you go pick this man's brain. Phenomenal guy. Phenomenal. All right, Randy. Thanks again for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Best of luck out there. Hey, thanks. All right, all right. Thanks so much, Randy, for coming on to the show. What awesome wisdom. I'm telling you guys, you got to learn how to crawl, okay? Do not try and overreach off the jump in real estate. You'll get burned hard. (laughs) All right. Anyway, if you guys are ready to learn how to crawl, make sure that you check out www.activedutypassiveincome.com or check out our Start the Spark forum where you can go and network with other like-minded individuals that may be in your area. All right, we got a lot of awesome stuff going on, so make sure that you're tuning in. You don't want to miss out on all the fun that we are having on the Active Passive Income team, and also make sure that you grab your tickets to MICDC in September. That's going to be an awesome event. You don't want to miss it. Make sure that you grab the link below to find out how you can get 20% off, all right? I'm out of time, so I'll catch you guys later. Stay classy out there, y'all. Happy Memorial Day weekend.